listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, y'all. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 398. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, boy, we rearing it on that 400. Damn, bro, 400 episodes. That's going to be a nice little milestone. But yeah, man, what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, I got to see um, uh, Loki on the new Gen V this weekend. It's pretty nice. much all I got to catch up on. That's what's up. Okay, so definitely we're going to deep dive that. I got to watch an interesting one, um, Killers of the Fowler Moon. Yeah, the um, Scorsese the, uh, joint. Yeah, with De Niro. Yeah, my man. Very interesting movie. Very interesting. Um, but you know what? Before we get too deep into anything, you know, friend of the show, Victor, is always uh, keeping your boy accountable. And he uh, shouted me out and reminded me that last Ronin was Mikey, not Raph. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to correct that. I mean, I don't like to let misinformation stand. That's never the goal of this show. So, but yeah. Um, so what do you want to start with, Gen V or? Um... It's up to you. All right. Um. Let's start with Loki, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this one. You know, one thing I've actually kind of come to appreciate from Loki is kind of the pacing. It's the pacing's actually very under. I, I I'm enjoying the way that they're uh, going through the exposition. Like this episode had a really good balance of like a little bit of progression, a little bit of mystery. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 definitely hitting. I'm enjoying. This was one of my favorite episodes. Um, yeah, so far one, this, this one was pretty good. And boy, man. Kang, man, he does, bro, that kind of sociopathic ability for, like, him to play, like, the meek person, but at the same time, in his head, he's got all the plans. He's got, like, he he holds nothing dear, you know what I mean? I like, mean, I don't know, I feel like that dude isn't really playing. He's a con man, yeah, but he's legitimately a coward, you know what I mean? He's, like, all, all of the stuff he invented, he, like, stole out of the book given to him by the TVA. Yes, which was given to him by himself, I guess, technically, because... Uh, you know, the, the one that remains told Miss Minutes to give himself that. So he created himself, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, um, that his, it's the backup but, plan. Not just that. I mean, but the I thing was, is, though, we don't know if that's actually his plan or if Miss Minutes is full of shit. I no longer trust anything Miss Minutes says. You agreed. feel me? And Miss no, Minutes is the that one is that a, says that that was his plan. That is a very, uh, that's a very, I think, pointed uh, uh, observation. I don't think that she is a reliable narrator. Fuck either. no, that bit crazy. Yeah, especially when she was like, "You never gave me a body." I was like, "Oh, Feel that's what her motivation." Damn. Feel me? That's specifically what I'm talking about. Like, like once Miss Minutes was like, "Whatever," you know, she's working for the dude. You can't really trust her. Whatever, whatever. But the minute she was just like, "You never even gave me a chance." Now we could finally, bro. When she put her face on the mannequin, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, nah, nah, nah." It was a get out moment, bro. I was like. I was yep. like living flashbacks of real life. I was like, oh, no. Oh, this is crazy. one of those She's situations crazy. where he was like, oh, I was ignoring those fl- red flags because I didn't think they were that bad. But they're actually that bad. You know, I think that he might have been like thinking, like, if I sent this thing back to talk to myself, then it can't be that bad, right? And it's like, okay, you could think that. But this AI is kind of crazy. Nah, hell nah. Um, I, but- I, w- I wouldn't expect someone like the, the dude at the end of time to fall for it like that's a rookie level move man you can't yeah you can't make an entire universe and manage the entire universe and fall for a trick like that i understand why it works on victor timely because that's a regular dude yeah. from the 1800s yet the um but the like, entirety of yeah time. Like <laughs> kang nah the, kang as she said 
you never even attempted to create me a body, even with all of your knowledge. You know what? Honestly, I, I that would, speaks volumes to me. I don't. I think that because of her reverence of Kang, she might not have ever let on this clear mania that she has. Like, dude, you're an AI. I mean, outside of the emotional connection, he's going to want a physical connection, and he's never going to give you that body. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think that that she let on any any inklings that he would have picked up on to say that this AI is like, oh, she's too human, and or not, she's too, like... I don't even think that matters. Even if she did, the the, the he, he Who Remains has a singular yeah, mission. True. You feel me? Being fuck buddies with Miss Minutes was mm-hmm. never going to be on that list. You feel me? That, that That's why the line really resonates me with me. With all your knowledge and and all, all, all you can accomplish, you never even once attempted to build me a body. Why would someone as smart and has that much insight into the universe itself and is that singular not mind? want to give mm-hmm. his companion, the companion that's going to be there his entire time? What, you think that was an oversight on his part? I personally don't. No, no, he probably didn't give her a body. Don't. You no, no, I agree with you My there. man sniffed 100%. out that bullshit ages ago. Well, I think that... He fundamentally didn't trust beings of the flesh, and so he oh, was never not going. That. To, you know, he was never going to materialize her because he knows that she is. She's an AI. She's intelligent, and once you put intelligence in a body, they're about to. They're going to start to want to do their own thing. And he's like, "I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to give well, you a body to them." Even beyond that, right? That. <laughs> this episode reiterates like twice that he doesn't want partners. Mm-mm. He doesn't want anyone. He, he, he doesn't need that role that Miss Minutes wants to create for herself. And I feel like that that scene when he drops Renslayer off on the um on the uh, life raft, mm-hmm. that's where I was really pointing out, like, oh, this nigga's sociopathic. Because he was absolutely willing to play the role of her whatever as long as she was willing to be subservient to him. She never thought that equality with him was a thing. But once he thought that she, oh, she thinks she can be my equal, get her out of here. That's the sociopathic shit that I was like, oh, this uh, see, this I had a completely different shit, read on bro. that. I can't deal with people like that. Like, because he, I, to me, he was very convincing. And like, for a second, I thought he might have been developing real feelings for her. But in that moment, he was like, nope, turn it off. It was a, it's a switch. It's not actually genuine human feelings. This is a light switch I turn off and on to utilize to manipulate people. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I didn't quite pick that up. I got a different impression from it, right? Because especially because that scene was a, a, um, reflected in the, the time when the dude tried to shake him down and offered to be his partner. I think that the partner thing is more of a trigger for him. And I, I honestly, I, I thought there. Um, why is that a trigger? We don't know yet. I, I think it's honestly because he feels that no one is his equal. And that's he will very never much a possibility. That's his equal. That's very and much that's a possibility. But I also I mean? didn't read the, his interaction with Renslayer as fake, especially because, like, well, this is a little bit meta, but because they're like essentially destined Starcross lovers type mm-hmm. shit. I honestly didn't view that as him manipulating her. I did. I. It came off to me like the two of them were sort of having a genuine connection, especially after mm-hmm. she rescued him. But she just happened to cross a line. That he doesn't want anyone crossing. Yeah, and, and and that relationship in and of itself is always going to be difficult to read because there exists many versions of Kang who know that that Renslayer relationship will not live, and then there's Victor Timely who is the one who's experiencing 
the 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 interaction with Renslayer that leads him to the conclusion that it's never you know what I mean. So it's I think it's really interesting. I like when they kind of do this with the time travel is that um, and they did this in the other episodes where the time is converging on itself. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of instead of points of time traveling away from each other like we typically experience them, the all all the points in time are converging together which i think is really interesting and so that's why it's like yeah i i think it's well done like i think that your your point is absolutely salient you know what i mean and and it's designed and directed to give both of those feelings at the same time because of the way that time is converging because if you if you situate yourself in any of the future kings perspective clearly you know that the renslayer thing isn't going to work because you've experienced but if you put yourself in victor timely's shoes you might actually be developing real feelings that you haven't realized yet are going to. Yeah, I mean that's inevitable. Out. You know what I mean? They yeah. do get together and then it goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Like that is their journey. So there is a point in time where they are like they they do genuinely have feelings for each other. It's just that it's it, their relationship is essentially a nexus point that you know it always ends the same way. Yeah, time is a flat circle. So the time in which it's genuine and the time in which it's not genuine both yeah, exist exactly. at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> That's the crazy part. So yeah, I'm really enjoying Loki for that. I, I like that. Uh, I don't know if it's a directorial uh, uh, thing that they're doing or if it's like how they're developing the timeline as a mechanical issue in the in the universe. But I, I kind of enjoy how they're doing it so far. Like, it seems dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. Um, I mean, now they essentially just started the, um, uh, or they just connected the, 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 the circle by mm-hmm. getting Victor into the TVA. Yes. So I'm curious to see how that goes because we know it goes to shit based on um, uh, Loki being rescued in the first episode. Yes. So I'm curious to see how that goes down, and I'm wondering who's gonna rule the TVA at the end of this. Will the TVA, TVA even exist at the end of I the season? I think the TVA has to exist. No? I think so too, based on so. based on how they described it. Yeah, like someone has to operate the 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 was it the loom of time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that. But what we need is somebody who just wants. To, we need like Ouroboros. I hope because I don't know ultimately if Ouroboros is you know reflecting his character genuinely. But we need someone who's like. Just wants to make it work. We don't need somebody who wants to then direct the flow of time thereafter to control it. Like, you know, like, it was great that uh, Kang created that, you know, order to the to the multiverse. But he was too ideological. He wanted to control it. He was a conqueror. You know what I mean? And so that was problematic, you know? And so... But I, I thought the point was he had to control it. Because if he didn't control it, another Kang would eventually show up and fuck it up. But... That was the whole thing is, is like he didn't have to be pruning the timelines to do that, I don't think, because once he created the time loom, he was monitoring all the timelines. He knew when a new king, he just had to be on his shit. You know what I mean? Like, no, I got the exact opposite impression. I believe that was the purpose of uh, uh, pruning the timeline is if is if you allowed it to continue, that Kang would eventually emerge. That's why you had to prune it when something went wrong. If if the weird nexus point or whatever yeah, goes I don't happen. think that's wrong I think that he was kind of blinded by his fear and ended up overdoing it he was too zealous with that and so he started pruning things that had nothing to do with controlling Kang he was just pruning shit that he feared in the future and that's what led him into confrontation with Loki and then ultimately the whole issue with trying to prune a Sylvie who then you know 
he kind of created his own downfall with his overzealous, you know what I mean, desire to keep that goal in mind. I don't know. That's that's just what I got from it between the two seasons so far. But we'll see. Like, I, I do agree with you that there should be a t- or there needs to be a TVA. But that's only mm-hmm. based on the hierarchy that he who remains put forth. Again, this Correct. is one of those things that we're assuming that everything he said was true. Ah, unreliable narrator. You feel me? So, you know, it's one of those things where, and also, it's convenient logic. Everything he says ultimately b- benefits his end goal. True. So that's another reason why, well, until we have an independent third party give a look at that mm-hmm. whole thing, yeah, it might be like hard to know what being. exactly is happening. I would like to see the perspective of a cosmic being that actually can interpret what's going on instead of getting it from the perspective of all of the people who are just experiencing these phenomenon as they're happening in the universe. Like, that would be dope. I think that would be real interesting. I mean, and also, you know, this phase could be destro- about destroying that entire framework that Kang Absolutely. created so that it they would, can reboot the universe that would make in a more simplistic sense. fashion later on as well, so, which would mean that everything, even though it is true now, it won't be true in three, four years. we saw, like... Yo, the pruning was massive that uh, Docs did. But even that, like this episode, they clearly just said, oh, a bunch of them are growing back anyway. So I'm like, well, did anything really happen then? If they're just growing back as as you prune them, then why were y'all freaking I, out last episode? I don't think that they wanted, well, because <laughs> they're growing back, but all those people still died. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get that part. But, but you know um, I, mean? I think that ultimately I, they were trying to do something mechanical with the universe to say it got a little bit out of control. But the concept we like, so we just want to scale it back. So we're not dealing with hundreds of universes and maybe just a couple dozen. I mean, we were never really dealing with hundreds of no, universes. not at all. You know what I mean? Those, those were just added as plot points. We never, we've never we seen maybe six or seven of them, ten at best. At best. No, so, well, yeah, you know what I mean? They're, they're just like, that's just plot fluff in the background that we'll never actually experience. The, the most extensive exploration of the multiverse we got were in glimpses. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like, characters, and, and mostly in Multiverse of Madness, were crashing through them. You know what I mean? And so that was literally the 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 most expansive part of the multiverse storyline. Exactly. Um, like really as for the audience is concerned, none of those destroyed four. universes really We directly visited four. Two in Multiverse of Madness and uh the main MCU universe, whatever I don't know what the number of that one is. Like, um I keep forgetting. But um I think it's six one six one hundred or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and then uh, the fourth one is the What If universe, which I do believe does go back to the MCU, correct? Because I know that Spider-Man across the multiverse might not also cross over, but What If did, correct? Yes, the What If is directly based on everything that happened in the MCU. So, yeah, we've only actually visited four. (laughs) It's not really that out of hand. But I think that they wanted to rein in the fan expectations for sure. No, I just think that's I think that's just the story. I, it, Marvel just got to that point where they they got to reboot everyone because they don't want to pay the actors and the actors start age out of aging out of their roles. Yeah, whatever. And the best way to it, do that a, is to it's restart a meta the universe. reason as to why they did. Yeah, that. yeah. There's it's no definitely not in-game like, reason for yeah. sure. Because you, if there was an in-game reason, you could just not write it to get that far. There you go. And, and that's what I that's what I was getting at is that yeah, it's probably a meta influence that got us here. But as long as it serves the storytelling, I'm not mad at it. Just make good stories, you know? And uh, for me, Loki is definitely doing it in an entertaining way, so I ain't mad at it. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Sylvie storyline. I don't know if it's that haircut or what, but her scenes are just like, man, I'm not really seeing where you're going with this. And I really want to know where you're going with this. But, um, yeah, she's just, what is she? I, I don't see how. The only thing she adds is like a bloodlust to the storyline. Like, she's just, I'm going to fight and kill someone. And it's like, do you understand the situation at hand? Because, like, most of these people technically agree with you. But we just got to figure out how we're going to do this in a way that doesn't unravel the universe at the same time. Any thoughts? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't quite get her motivations based on the way that they're, you know, she's going about it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because they haven't explained it. They haven't expressed it as yet, you know what I mean? So you would have to guess at this point, and I don't believe there's enough ancillary information to give you a clear picture. So if they wrap that, I would would be very pleasantly surprised, to say the least, because, um, yeah, you're not going to... The idea that you're going to stab your way to saving the universe... I, I'm glad that they've gotten away from that concept because it's very unlikely. You know what I mean? Like we're going to have to figure out like how to placate all of these forces in a way in which they are in a tenuous balance at some, you know, to some degree. So yeah, I'm definitely interested to see where the, the Sylvie storyline is going. Um, But yeah, other than that, you know, B-15, everybody is showing themselves to be, you know, uh, 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 pivotal to their roles, you know. Ouroboros, <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> and when he says that shit, it's like it's so classic. It's so Goonies. Like I, I love how he's able to 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 still kind of keep that 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 youthful uh, uh, timber to his voice. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I enjoyed the episode for the most part. But I think that was the general. Um, uh, plot beats is that we saw the progression of Renslayer and and Miss Minutes, which okay. So at the end of the episode, they both get le- like the ducks that they are at the end of time with the fucking corpse of of he who remains. Well, I guess I guess though the remains of that which remains. I'm not sure exactly sure how to refer to his uh, dead body, but um yeah, they get left there, and so Miss Minutes uh, teases that she has a secret for Renslayer. Um, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that is. Um, uh, I, 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 I assume it's going to be about the betrayal. You know what I mean? Because remember in episode one, we heard, um, or at least was Loki or Mer- Mobius heard those recordings when um, Kang was talking to Renslayer. So, and, you know, they are, Kang is destined to betray her or kill her at some point. Well, no, I thought she was destined to betray him and then he discards her. Same difference. They're oh, okay, just okay, destined okay. to betray each other. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. The order in which it happens is... Depends yeah. on the story that the, depends well, on which iteration of the, the story. The only reason reading. why I point that out is because she betrays Mobius first and then gets mad at him as if he's the one who broke their relationship. And I'm like, Renslayer, what's wrong with you, yo? Like, you tried to kill him and remove him from existence, and he defended himself in return. And now that things are calmed down, he's trying to like, hey, you know. I'm willing to move past that if our goals are the same. And you're like, where's Noah? So I'm like, all right, Renslayer, what's up with you, dog? No, I mean, I feel that, to be honest. I give these niggas a lot of... I give them a lot of bly, man. Like, I cannot imagine what it would be like to find out that I've been imprisoned for an eon working for a fictional company and I'm trapped. And also, the world is also being destroyed as we speak. And, and, and they're under been support- time hopping for this you know I mean? AI for some they're bullshit. They're going through some stressful situations for which there is no manual. 
So, yeah. if your emotions run a little hot and you do some stupid shit, I'm not really going to trip. We're human. I'll give you that. <laughs> you I'll absolutely give you that. That is, this is, not, this is not ordinary circumstances. Hell to the nah, bitch. Shit is crazy out here. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. So, I, and, I'm and just, I do give Renslayer a lot more uh, 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 leeway than I do. Like, 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 Kang feels sociopathic to me. Renslayer just feels like somebody who's going through some crazy shit. Yeah, Renslayer's trying to figure some shit out, bro. She's trying to figure some shit out. And every single time she accomplishes something, she's betrayed by someone else yes. immediately. And see, and, and, uh, and the, the crazy part is, is, like, every time she accomplishes a goal, she realizes she was betrayed already. Like, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's never the betrayal in the moment. Or that she's dancing to somebody else's tune. Yeah. That, that goal was not at all what she thought it was about. Yep. And that's what she keeps encountering. She keeps re- encountering, like, I'm just getting used by all these and motherfuckers. she's realizing she's being manipulated a lot. Yes. Um, so that's, I that can betrayal? imagine that might be why she doesn't want to fuck with Mobius. It's only me at this point, which makes the ending interesting the because is, like, I would is... never, ever trust Miss Minutes, bro. Like, no, yeah, the nose, AI? when nah. she was like, oh, well, I have something to tell you, but you might not like it. Of course, of, of course. course, you're going to tell me something that's going to motivate me to do exactly what you want. Was she in the room when Miss Minutes, um, uh, uh, confessed her shit to, uh, she came because I know nah, that she was I mean, afterwards, right? Yeah, she burst yeah. in at the end when um, Kang tried to run away. Because so. she needs to witness but that because that will contextualize did. everything. She did. She had to have witnessed it because the first thing she says is a quip on the situation, right? Yeah. She, she jumps in and she's just like, oh, something troubles or whatever. Good. Trouble so with your girlfriend she, or whatever. I hope she carries that into this final scene. Because God forbid she takes Miss Minutes at face value Feel me? and then she betrays her again. I would be really, really upset would be about so that. I so disappointed. I would be really upset about that. I would be that. so disappointed in that character. Like, Miss Minutes has hoed you like three times yes. in this episode, my nigga. You gotta learn at some point. And then on top of that, like, I really felt like for Renslayer when Miss Minutes. Because I, I knew when Miss Minutes was giving her those vague instructions about dropping that book. <laughs> I was like, yo, you need to get some explanations from this hoe. Like, really? stop this, this shit, minutes bro. Is like, down this minute bad, is out here bro. manipulating you, bro. And you should at least, to some degree, have a bearing on who's, you know what I mean, manipulating you and their motivations. And that's what that's why she felt so betrayed, is because she made a lot of assumptions in that moment and she shouldn't have. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she learned. Well, she's gonna learn something next week. You're gonna it's learn. Just- what no, she learns and what she does with that. Mm. But yeah, so, you know, I, I, as I said, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a ton of really interesting dynamics. I got a little bit of progression. I got a little bit of mystery. I got some fun ex, uh, interchanges. You know, and a nigga always loves when Ouroboros pops into the episode for two, three minutes and then dips. He does his thing, you know what I mean? Because anytime he's speaking, you got to pay attention. I have a feeling that everything that that character does and says is meant to be delved into. I mean, um, he created the TVA or all the technology of the TVA. And and he had a special relationship with Kang where he was the only one who Kang valued enough not to mind wipe. I think that that does mean something. I think that's done on purpose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's leading to something. Um, he knows something that he doesn't know is valuable yet. You know? And so, yeah... You know, Loki. Loki definitely is delivering. I, I, I'm enjoying. Um, actually, I'm enjoying season two. I think a little bit more than season one. Um, just because season one felt like all setup. Like season one to me was paced in such a way that like they kept it entertaining, but it wasn't until episode seven that you really started seeing where you were gonna go. 
You know, this one has uh, a good amount of movement per episode. You know what I mean? That's what I meant earlier on when I said that I enjoyed the pacing of, of this season. Thought they did a really good job on that. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know if you have any final thoughts on uh, Loki, but yeah, then we got Gen V. No, I'm just looking forward to seeing where they go with this shit. Yeah, for shizzle. Um, Gen V, man, another another nicely uh, progressive episode, to say the least. We got some good uh, exposition and some good uh, 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 mysteries laid up for us from for the finale that's coming up. I think that boys is eight episodes, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think um, so. So we're going to be approaching the, the finale soon, and boy, are they ramping up to the denouement. But um, one thing I noticed that a lot of people keep on um misreading in this episode is that um, Kate is a reality warper. She is not a reality warper. All of those reality warping scenarios were done while she was touching someone. Those were hallucinations. And there were minor, very quick flashbacks um, during those, those scenes that indicated where those people's original bodies were to show that, oh, no, these people aren't even awake. You know what I mean? And so, um, man, I tried to get into the heavy spoilers, but so much of his analysis is hinged on that concept that she's a reality warper. And I'm like, dog, there is literally no evidence in the episode that she's actually warping the real world that people are existing in. She has great control over people's minds. And what we're finding out is that it's, you know, once she touches you, like, it's a wrap. She has complete control over your experience. You know, more so than Rufus, which is a suggestion. But Kate is definitely, because, uh, and we'll start deep diving spoiler alerts for the episode. Um, when they're all in the room with her and she's, you know, dying a little bit, that moment where they start seeing, they were all actually in contact with each other. She was touching Marie, who was touching Jordan, who was touching Andre. You know what I mean? And so they, per I believe that that's intentionally done to show that, like, oh, Kate's power works, like, as an extension, but it's she's not warping the physical reality you're living in. Not in the way that Andre's telekinesis can crush a real statue. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's, a, I think, a, a very big thing that people are misunderstanding about the episode. Um, but yeah, did how did you see anything in that episode that 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 stuck out to you? Um, not really stuck out, stuck out. But um, I I just sort of like the 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 episode structure and sort of like the the theme of like catharsis and and um, kind of like the coming together of everybody. I did like sort of the assembly of the team and finally, um. Finally, everyone's not separating and fighting yes. against each other for silly reasons. You know, yes. this was the part of the story that I was really waiting for is when the team were like, nah, nah, we, we fuck with each other right now. There's yes. a bigger enemy. How do we deal with this? So. We got the core four, which is Jordan, Marie, Andre, and... um, um Who? Emma? Well, I was going to say Kate, if they ever come around. Because if they can get Kate to come back onto the to the team... You know nah, what I mean? I mean Kate's already back on the team. They just don't trust her. Exactly. You know what I mean? Kate wants to be on the team. If they ever get cohesion there, because I feel like Emma and Sam are their own unit. Like, they are an, an auxiliary unit to the main four. Because they, I don't know, Emma doesn't really, 
she doesn't really gel with the rest of the team a lot. Like, she has her own motivations. Like, she actually is being very selfless and in her uh, desire to, to free Sam from the woods. And, of course, that's Sam's goal. But everyone else is kind of just going to find out what's going on with the university at large and the whole mystery behind that, which is, of course, tied to the woods. But that's where their, their, um, their uh, goals converge. But they're technically, they feel like two separate units. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when, when um, this episode, when Emma got her memories back and she went off to go get Sam, nobody jumped to go back her. You know what I mean? I, mean, I felt like that was kind of... They didn't really need to, though. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like they had to rescue Sam again from another team, place. But aren't you trying to rally? They weren't... Remember, this is something we put on them. I don't believe at any point True. they ever sat down to each other no. and be like, hey, we're a team, we work together, we yeah. do this now. You know what I mean? No, they, they never officially did that. Yeah, before. so it's like... It's more so like, oh, we have our problems, and right now, um, uh, uh, Emma's priority is sam so that's where she's going to naturally go and that's why i consider but everybody else is yeah yeah I, definitely i see that clearly and then everybody else is they're focused on the kate thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a way to tell the the, the two stories mm. progress everything nice and nice and quick without you get to, to cover a lot more ground with two teams yeah. that's one thing i learned in D D. like if you want your plot to progress, let the team split up and give them two tandem storylines that you're running at the same time. You'll get you'll get to your plot points way faster. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, yeah. Oh man, I super enjoyed watching Sam and Emma come together and just like, cause that 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 felt like such a reset. Like when they did all that character progression, and then Kate wiped her mind. <laughs> oh boy, that hurt. Well, I mean, I felt for Sam when I say it hurt. Like. To see Sam, who's in that tenuous mental state, do so much progress and then just be like, but the fact that he was present of mind enough to be like, oh, shit, you, they got you, too. was like, damn, thank goodness, man, because God forbid that's caused because that can cause a mental break. You know what I mean? As Easily. we've seen. You know, and so I was just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm glad that they chose to go that route because, you know, it's the boys, man. They, they, they can go as dismal as they want to. <laughs> And they usually choose that route given the opportunity. So I'm glad to see that Sam um Sam's story hasn't hit its pitfall yet. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a, a lot more fertile ground for it to get dark, but uh seeing them come back together was really um uh, uh endearing this episode. Uh and boy oh boy. Like Kate's powers is crazy. Yo, the the soldier boy cameo was out of control. <laughs> Knock knock. Who's there? Go fuck your face. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Soldier Boy is a clown. I, uh, uh, I fart. I fart red, white, and blue. I fart the Star Spangles matters. That's what he said. I bleed red, <laughs> but not commie red. <laughs> uh, what a Bro. great character. You know what? Perfectly it, encapsulates like the ignorant patriots of modern no, 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 day. But, but you know what the, the the hidden the hidden trait of that that I hate the most is is the charisma. Because <laughs> you watch someone do that shit, and you're like, this guy's fucking great. You're like, ah man, I could watch this guy for hours. You don't agree with anything he's saying, but fuck if you don't want to sit there and watch him perform. It's like, god dang it. <laughs> There's just something innately fucking entertaining by watching someone like be that like whoa. Like, that's extreme, my guy. Yeah. But, and you know what's funny is like, 
that was her image of him. Like she was imagining that. <laughs> like, girl, and you because like that? that's probably what he represented himself as. You absolutely. Know what I mean? Oh, that is absolutely the propaganda behind him. If you only consumed Soldier Boy propaganda, that has to be the image, unless you had somebody contextualizing it for you. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was too good. It was too good. It was very uncomfortable listening to him talk to her about talk about her masturbating to him it's like ah, mm-hmm. boys you just <laughs> no chill but yeah it's just like guys i get it i get it you know you gotta have some shock value there for the for those that want it but man that but it definitely lent to to the character you know what i mean it was like mm, yeah i guess that's classic soldier boy you know what i mean that if you were to mix a soldier boy with a 13 year old girl subconscious ah that's uh it's spot on, man. Yeah. Teenage are, teenagers are famously hormonal and horny. You yeah, exactly. Me? That's, not, you know that's not exactly new information. Which which man among us has never thought of a superhero female character in an erotic way? Oh, I mean. You feel me? I think that that's a standalone <laughs> episode if we want to talk about that. We're not going to go there. We're not going to. We, leave, leave Miss Little Miss What's-Her-Face alone, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I give, no, no. When you talk about giving a blight, I give Kate all the blights <laughs> for that one. You kidding me? Especially no. because her mom was a fucking dick and had her locked Yo, up in that room, bro. Bro, the exposition of the way that her parents Yo, treated her. Yo, that door was heavy, my nigga. God damn. And that was the worst part is, like, my G, like, she... Her t- her powers are touch based. I do fundamentally think that touching is 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 an important part of her power, and the way that they were like, nope, I don't even want you in my air. Yeah, like because God forbid you create some kind of weird contact through the air, you're gonna control my mind. They're but so scared. still, there is still that extra layer of it that her parent did. Her yes. mom did that. Yes, her. Her mom did that. Her mom knew, I signed do- her up for those powers. Mm-hmm. Then when she got those oh, powers, oh. suffered the consequences of their powers, she punished the daughter for it. See, yeah. there's an extra layer of fucked up with Kate's No, no, story. there's a double extra. Because for a second, I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, just on the idea of your childhood, on some X-Men mutant power spontaneous shit, I, I would never, like, if Kendrick was like, I can control your mind, I'd be like, shit, I'm going to have to find a way to love you through that. Like, Don't tell nobody about that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like I would I would absolutely not alienate him. You know what I mean? Nah, like, the no. last thing I would do is because be scared We've of him. seen enough stories to know that's how you create supervillains. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, I, but then there's the, the added level that you just put on there was like, Bitch, you did that yep. to her. Yep. That's your you fucking You signed fault. this fucking contract, took the money, and was like, oh, my daughter's about to get superpowers. Word. And they got scared of the superpowers. Yo, that's where, that's where I separate from that parent. I'm like, yo, my nigga, gulags, bitch. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Like, take some responsibility for your behavior. I mean, and then obviously I'm very triggered by that. And then Parents continue who don't take to punish her over the course of yes. after it happened. You know what I mean? What? It's not like she got mad at her, like, when it initially happened, which is yeah. very understandable. Right? Your one child accidentally killed another child. Any normal person is going to feel some type of way about the worst that. Part, they don't even know if she killed him. He yeah, just left. he just had to disappear, yeah, right? Yeah, he left. She told him to leave, but and he like, left. And never came back, and that's fucked. I understand that. That's super hard. And I'm, as a parent quandaries yeah deep 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 emotions but you had you did 
that, nigga. You created that scenario, and you had nine years to deal with it, and never did, and just foisted Bro, it onto your fucking to young daughter. That you did that, and weren't a good enough parent to raise the superhero you yep. asked for. Yep. If she at has the very problems, least, you did that to her. At the very least, Emma's shitty mom was trying to raise Emma. You know what I mean? Doing an awful job, but yep. she was in Emma's life. Yes, there, and to the very, very every moment. Every moment she was there to take responsibility for what she did. Clearly, you know, uh, I'm triggered. Like, a parent who does not take responsibility for the things that they do yeah, to their no. child is the lowest form of human to me. Yeah, that was, that, that was fucked the up, The lowest bro. form. At least acknowledge and own your yeah, role in your child's life. That was life. your fuck up, my nigga. Literally, like, if you didn't go to this company and have them shoot Worst your child off with an experimental drug, fuck up. this shit would have never went down. Bro, if she didn't treat Kate like that, Kate was a child. She's going to go through vast... She committed a mistake to stigmatize a child like that, no matter how big the mistake, knowing that you were the primary influence. Other people could make whatever assumptions they want based on being observers, but you as the parent who did that to that child, oh boy, I have no sympathy for her. And what really sucks is she made her perfect for a predator. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That was the she like she, destroyed oh, all her confidence. Yes. She had no people skills, no mm -hmm. nothing. So the first person that showed up and showed her the smallest bit of, bit of affection, it was like exactly what she needed. It was the drug that she needed to make her easily controlled. It's like ah, you created the perfect. Nah, this, this listen. I think that there's a lot to be said about the direction and writing and scenario yeah. creation in the boys. Like. Mm -hmm. I think too many people get distracted by the exploding dicks to realize, like, yo, y'all are watching a masterclass in certain areas of cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the the exploding dicks are purposely put there to juxtapose what they're doing. Yep. Because some of the scene creation, when 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 uh, Marie's confronting her sister in Kate's oh, mind. man. The acting. Yeah. The scenario was set up. It's been set up. But Marie's acting, the, 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 every facial expression was so well done, in my opinion. My opinion. I'm not yeah. going to say that everyone has to feel this way about it. But I think that she put on a little bit of a clinic right there, like how to, you know, really engage with the scene. Just my opinion. There's so many individual parts of boys that I can point out to be like, yo, look, let's take that 15 seconds and put that up against some other stuff that I think are, you know, that you don't get from a lot of stuff. Like, I enjoyed Loki very much. I don't know if there's a scene where I point out and be like, yo, that was next level. You know what I mean? So that that's just, uh, yeah, dude, I really enjoy um, Gen V. I, th I, I was, I came in with very low expectations. I thought it was going to be kind of like a, a mid spinoff, they they definitely delivering. Yeah, and I think they're um I think the virus developed and is probably the same virus in from the comics that uh, uh Butcher was trying to detonate. So it's yes, I feel sir. like they're gonna tie this into the main series at some yep. point. Yeah, uh, and and turning so 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 the uh, headmaster is coming off like the uh, and this is something that I picked up from people in discussion is um she's like the female butcher I guess. Oh, she's that's just, hilarious. She's just doing what Butcher was doing, but just but in a, a different way. much more organized way. <laughs> yes. She's literally doing Butcher with different tactics. Yep. And so, yeah, dude, that shit is, once again, wonderfully subverted. I would have never made that connection directly until the end result. And I, because it wasn't until we, she was like, oh, man, it kills them. 
Don't worry, keep doing your work and shit. And then it's just like, so, oh, so can we make it stronger? It's like, oh, oh, this bitch crazy. Yeah, no. Nah. She's genocidal. That that contagious part was out that like that was when you knew. Like, this is the thing. She has crossed into the place for me that I can no longer support her fear of soups. Because and this this goes I, I've always felt this way. It's not even just because of contemporary situations, but even when um, you remember, um, what was it? Uh, the Killing Joke. Is mm-hmm. that the name of the where you know super after that Superman turns bad and then he's like, oh, we just gotta lock down all the soups, and it's like I think that's the the arc. injustice one. The injustice. I'm sorry. Yeah. The injustice storyline where where Superman turns evil and tries. Yeah, it's Joker like, kills uh, uh, Lois Lane and Superman's unborn child, and Superman. It was like, oh, word. He's like, oh, word. So I'm just gonna have to take over this whole shit, huh? Exactly. And I'm just like, see, that's where you, that's where you lose me, because you become <laughs> genocidal at that point. When you that kind of totalitarian uh, mindset always ends up. Yeah, bro. Deal with your genocidal. grief, my nigga. Deal with your grief. You know, you, you want to deal with the soups? I'm sure that there's some kind of deep storyline in which you know. Uh, I'm sorry. What's her name? I can't remember her name off the top of my head. The, the head. Who the headmistress? Yeah. I forget her name. Um. I'm sure there is some compelling storyline as to why she does not like soups or why she fears soups or but you can't become tyrannical and genocidal in those that's where you lose it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'd still call them an antagonist more than a villain, but you're still not the good guy at this point. You know what I mean? You still have crossed over the line to being like a supportable person. Yeah. Um Dean Shetty is her name. Dean Shetty, yes. And so um I keep calling her headmistress. I guess it's a terrible fucking anachronism for a dean. Lol. You know what I mean? Because I mean, those terms are technically synonymous, but one is clearly not contemporary in in, in usage. But um, yeah, the dean, Dean Shetty, uh, she's definitely. I don't. When you be when you start to control people's minds, that is that is akin to kill. When you remove people's agency, you've removed their humanity and. I, I I put that right up there with killing them. You know what I mean? Because how do you ever regain that humanity that's been that's been taken from you? You know, how do you the person who you become after you've had your mind wipe is different. Cause God forbid you don't get those memories back. You're a different you've robbed <laughs> that person of being who they are supposed who they want to be. You know what I mean? I don't know if there's anything such thing as who you're supposed to be. The only thing you're supposed to be is what you create of yourself. You know what I mean? So I don't want to project that onto it. But at the same token, you rob something of someone when they when you take their memories from them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I find that to be particularly repugnant. And so, yeah, Dean Shetty, I, I, I see she's just as bad as those genocidal uh, antagonists who, like, you have a great reason, but, the, you know, you're trying to kill too many people. It's like, yeah, and also taking their agency and free will is just as bad. So let's not yeah. go down that route. I mean, Dean Shetty was never sympathetic, in my opinion. Or at least maybe really? she was in, like, episode one. But yeah, the minute okay, you okay, found okay. out that she was like, oh, no, she runs this ex- underground experimentation yes. with kids. That, Long before you found out any of the other shit, I was like, ah. That's when it turned from... And, and, and what made it worse for me is, like, I found out that, and I was like, okay. But this is boys. It should be complex. And then the homeboy was like, yo, we're done with our studies. We found a way to to humanely control the soups. And she was like, ah, it's not humane enough, though. Keep going. And I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait, that wasn't humane enough? 
giving them a fucking perma flu? Like, all right. Uh, I don't know where you're going with this. No, but well, that was never what she wanted, right? It's just no, that she if death, she started yeah. from, hey, I want genocide against the soup, that's a non-starter. You feel me? You bought is yes. paying her, so that's a non-starter. If she yes, wants to accomplish that end goal, yeah, the yeah. only way to accomplish it is the way she's doing right now, which is to be like, oh, make me this thing that controls soup. Oh, good. Can you make it a little stronger? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Can no, you make, so now can you make it this? You know what I mean? So smart. You're not going to be able to pull something like that off that just is, out in the open against Bot. That is Vought, the tact you know that mean? Billy the Butcher lacked. Like yes. Billy the Butcher had the ability to make great complex schemes and counter soups, but he lacked the tact. To do the long game. Feel me? You know what I mean? Shetty's got her fucking emotions in control. Like, oh, look bro. how she handled she Tech Knight. Look how she handled fucking Tech Knight, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, she has, as a human with no powers, mastered the art of dealing with suits. Yes. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Definitely, man. Gen V's serving, man. I'm loving that shit. Uh, also, there is the one big thing of who is um, Marie's benefactor. Yes, we don't know about that yet. We don't know who she that just is. Dropped that. Oh yeah, I want to take Marie. She's like, nah, Marie's off the table. She got a better fact. Wait, who? What? What does that mean? Very curious about that. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be a huge reveal when it comes about. And so yeah, I think Gen V is actually heading into their dating monsoon as well. So things are about to ramp up. You know, they don't never close out a season on no Fuck no, no light shit. <laughs> so they about to do some heavy lifting. I mean, Death of Deed Shetty at the school, like, explodes or some shit. L- listen, I just can't. I The amount of secrets that are in that institution, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to mm-hmm. be crazy. You feel me? And also, I feel like, regardless of what happens... Ultimately, right now, a lot of it is happening without Vault's knowledge. Ah, uh, well, without their direct knowledge. Yeah, yeah, Vault yeah, yeah. is overseeing the powers, but Vault yeah. does not know that Shetty is trying to specifically create that to kill mutants, right? That's yes. what I mean. I, so, I'm assuming that their espionage hasn't picked it up. You yeah, know that was specifically what ever. the whole Tech Knight thing was, because the whole Tech Knight was like, yo... I'm here to find a scapegoat to make sure that, you know, to blame you yes, for fucking up the woods. Yes, he was there on behalf of Vought. Yeah, yeah, so Vought, right now, right now, Dean Shetty's playing a super dangerous game. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that they're going to be able to keep what's happening down there from the higher-ups higher, higher ups for too so much longer. So, my, my question to you is, is what's the over-under that she's working with, um... Uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Oh, that's actually pretty good. I can imagine that because he he could have yeah he could have laid those seeds well before. Like yeah. he could have been working with her the yeah. whole time, yeah. and then when he was ousted, she became his inside guy, and he was like, "Listen, if you can't deal with Homelander, this shit is over." Yeah, and so that's when she got that genocidal be, she with could it. Have was been... like, "I'll deal with Homelander. I'll kill all the fucking soups." Yeah. That's what I feel like is going on. She could be working for someone. What was his name? Dang, I feel terrible now. Um. Because it was Sitwell was the um, was the former Vought CEO, um, but yeah, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember his character's name. But I feel like he, I don't think he's gone. He was entirely like you can't be as powerful as he was as the CEO of Vought and not have like, you know what I mean? Like, where's your golden parachute, my G? You know, it, 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 are are we to assume that he didn't create con- contingencies for himself? Because that wouldn't speak to to the character would it i mean we don't know yet remember like right now he's got 
a really, really big problem in that his adopted daughter has the ability to make people's heads explode, and he's lost her trust completely, right? Until he solves that problem, he can't really do shit. Well, m- maybe that's why he's behind Dean Shetty's. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He I'm can take care that. of so many problems with I'm that virus. That. It could definitely link up, you know what I mean? You it's can give just... that to Victoria Newland, Homelander. All the big problems could be handled with that, so. Yeah. That would, I can that definitely would be see the motivation. There's been no breadcrumb stories yet, though. Stan Edgar. Thank you. Um, there hasn't been any breadcrumbs that, that he's returning, but I think that that would be a great... Uh, you, would, you, yeah, would that I be considered think, a MacGuffin? I think that character is too good to get rid of permanently. Agreed. Not only the character, but also the actor. Right? I, mean, yeah. I, I don't see them... Just, I, I don't see that being the final departure of that character and actor from the show of The Boys. Yeah, let's hope not, because I think that that, that right there would, would make a ton of sense if, if um, Stan Edgar is behind the woods, uh, because he's had that relationship with the soups the whole time, you know what I mean? Like, that is exactly his type of, um, his MO when it comes to how he would conduct himself, so um, that would be dope if I guessed that one right, but yeah. That 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 was um uh definitely a, a fun episode to get into, but uh yeah moving on from that man, dude. So I watched this movie Killers of the Flower Moon, and so the movie is directly uh, uh related to a historical um a historical event that happened, and Scorsese in in typical fashion was very he used all historical references to create it. Um, and I believe him when he says that, that he tried his best to write this story from the perspective of the people who were there. Um, even before the, the movie comes on, he gives a little bit of a, like a little two, three minute, Hey, this is a story that's very close to me. And, and, and it felt genuine. It didn't seem like propagandistic. And so, um, the story of the, uh, killers of the flower moon centers around the events um uh that happened when the Osage Native Americans who are a nomadic um Native American tribe settled down in Oklahoma and started a, a community on land that was found to have oil and because they had experienced so many of the issues that other Native American tribes had with um, dealing with, you know, the Europeans who had landed here, they were um, a little bit smarter about how they did it, and they actually um, negotiated land rights to that land instead of barter, instead of treating the land as a free resource the way that all Native Americans interface with it, they realized that when it came to the white men, they could not deal with the land that way, and so they made borders. And they and when and when so they they were not being able to be taken advantage of the way that the other Native American tribes were, and so they got legal land rights to land with oil. And the story revolves around something that I would have never fucking imagined happening if you never told me historically this happened but troves of white men moved into osage land to marry the the women and take the women 
and married their land rights into white families. And this follows Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character who was returning from a, uh, the war, a war, I can't remember exactly um, what year this takes place in, but he was returning from war. Um, he had issues um, with why he was discharged, and so he wasn't able to work, and so he went to go live with his uncle. And while he was living with his uncle, his uncle was actually one of the primary people who was partaking in this, what they call being a squall man, which was marrying a Native American to gain land rights. And so um, that's what the story centers around. Now, essentially, what started as what seemed to be a positive cultural exchange, which... Let me tell you, my guy, fucking Robert De Niro puts on an acting clinic in this fucking movie, bro. I, like, he plays a character that is, at the same time, completely engrossed in the Native American culture and sympathetic to the Native American culture, while being there to do nothing other than take advantage of them. It is so juxtaposing to experience him go from one scene. I mean, being in a lodge with the, the tribe elders and coordinating how they can get in contact with, with Washington to send aid to them in the tribe because of what's happening and then leaving and going and organizing the murder of the families of these women. Like, bro, crazy, bro. Crazy. Like, it was, it was, it was definitely, like, it was a great, like, the acting in that movie from Leo to the, to the actress who played Molly to everyone just did such a great job. Um, I give the movie a solid 7 out of 10. Um... Very, very well directed. The only thing I would say is is that uh, at three and a half hours, three and a half hours. It's a long-ass movie. It It is not a date movie. You know what I mean? Like, it, at, at points, it almost feels documentary in how genuine and authentic it is. And so... When you get to that level, the it's not like cinema entertainment. You know what I mean? Like Scorsese's dedication to a vision precludes his thoughts on entertainment. And so he will forego entertainment value to get across a vision which might be salient, but absolutely is not entertaining. Does that make sense? Yeah, so at three and a half hours, you got about 45 minutes of that. And that's rough. You know what I mean? Um, it's not misplaced. It's just, holy shit, can we get someplace? You know what I mean? Like, you will go 20 minutes like, I'm ready for a scene switch, my guy. You know what I mean? 20 minutes is a long time in a scene in a movie. It's a long time. And so having like a 20, you know, I, I don't know if I can impress upon people who don't actually like break down scenage like that. You know what I mean? Because 
you know, you'll go through a Marvel movie and you might not get a scene that's more than five minutes at any point. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so fast paced. All of that is very um, it's internalized, but it's not thought about in the forefront of your mind until you sit into a movie with a 20 fucking minute scene. And you're like, whew, that was a slog, which I had that feeling despite enjoying the movie overall. I don't want to make it feel like oh, he 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 kind of flubbed the, the pacing. No, 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 no. It's just. I don't know serious subject matter that needs explanation. Yes. yes. But, but uh, and a lot of it, it was like pregnant pauses because first of all, the native Americans feel very authentically portrayed and traditionally they do not speak fast. They're very, very methodical speakers and that's just natural. And that's, that's understood. You know what I mean? It's not a shot. It's not a over general. It's a cultural value because they think very, very deeply about things you know they don't they don't discourse like that that's a very american thing to speak over people and speak very fastly which is something i partake in you know nonetheless but so when you experience like many many scenes back to back with people speaking in very long drawn out manners it becomes very prevalent you know you notice it a little bit more um and so that i think was actually a a significant portion i think that if he might have had entertainment a little bit more on the forefront of his mind he would have considered what he's doing to the audience you know what i mean but um nonetheless it was all relevant not a, i as much as i would like to have seen an hour of that movie cut out i couldn't tell you where i would like to see that hour cut out of you know because there's a lot of threads pulling there you know what i mean and um boy oh boy let me tell you man Leonardo DiCaprio is a fucking amazing actor. Because throughout the course of that fucking movie, I cannot tell if he loved that woman or not. The shit he would do to that woman and then go back and then passionately expound to her how much he wants her to live and be healthy and vibrant while he's murdering her fucking fam... Bro, sick, bro. Sick, man. I just can't imagine that. And, and I don't know if, and you know, it's, I was just coming off the back of having already watched Kang do that to Renslayer, which was so, it was just so weird to me. Like the man was having a moment with her and it's not even like he even talked to her about like, what do you mean by partner? Because I'm pretty sure that what he meant by partner and what she meant by partner probably wasn't the same thing, but he was like, I'm not even willing to entertain the idea. That shit is sociopathic to me. And so that kind of thinking where you could just flip a switch on someone, like, you know, that shit is super weird to me, dude. Like, and that was definitely on display here with Leo. My man Leo was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love you. I wish your family the most, the utmost health. And then to go and do some shit that he did, which, you know, I won't ruin the whole plot because it is worth watching. Um, honestly, you know what? This is really a good one to stream. And I feel so bad that Scorsese and the Nolans don't like the streaming format because this movie was streamable to to the utmost. Not to mention that I'm okay, I, I'm not sure if Scorsese feels this way, but the, a lot of people in that art tour community kind of askew from the episodic format 
which when you have a three and a half hour movie, if you were to give me three hour and 15 minute episodes in a mini series, that's just more palatable. And it's not to say that, you know, like that's still cinema. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, if I were to ever recommend this movie to somebody, I'd be like, nah, just watch it in three hour and 15 minute segments and you'll probably enjoy it a lot more. You know what I mean? And each of those hour and 15 minute segments is going to end on a technical cliffhanger. You know what I mean? It, it, it lends itself to that format. It just sucks that the directors are completely recalcitrant to that form of media, which I understand. It's not an innovation in cinema. I don't think that like utilizing episodic format is real innovation in cinema. You know what I mean? Like, don't utilize that to kind of compensate for shortcomings in your shit. No, 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 not at all. But some media lends itself well to consuming that way. And I wish that they weren't so offhandedly negative towards it because they, I think this would have done much better consumed as a miniseries in your home than as a movie on the big screen. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I still give it a shit like that. Don't matter to Scorsese though. No, he, not he's at all. using his director privilege. You know what I mean? I'm going to make it the I way mean, I yeah. want it and the way I think it's best to be displayed. If you like it, if you fuck with me, you fuck with me. If you don't, you don't. I get, and I, clearly at this I stage of his career, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He, he can, he can do shit like that. Essentially, yeah, and, and, he, and he knows he can get away with it. And that's what I meant in the offset when I said that it's clear that his vision is primary to the enjoyment of the viewer. It's my vision, and if you enjoy that, then kudos. I don't, I'm never going to consider you in the creation of my art, and that's un, that's understandable and completely well within his right. Um, I do think that creates inferior art. I think he pigeonholes himself because what ends up happening is is that. Boundaries are necessary in art, but what you don't want is artificial boundaries, like financial boundaries and things like that. You want boundaries that provide you the inspiration to be creative in your expression. And he's overcome the financial boundaries, and in circumventing the the audience, he circumvented any real boundaries that would cause him to be creative in his vision. And that's why this movie suffers. This is this could quite possibly be a 10 out of 10 movie. But because of, I think, his directorial attitudes, it pigeonholed it. And that's just my, my feeling, because I felt that there was so much more potential that was lost in things that he's openly said he will not do. And it's just like, why would you, as an artist, why would you do that to yourself? You know what I mean? I think that in the pursuit of centralizing his art, he's gotten away from a lot of the things that help him to create his art. You know what I mean? Because yes, a lot of the art comes from the impetus of the of the artiste, but then you're expressing it. You know what I mean? That's just half the journey. You know what I mean? And I think that his his success and his Western ideology has led him down a path that has capped his own potential which sucks you know what i mean and that's that, that's just my opinion based on that because that movie i i felt like could have been a 10 out of 10 movie with well a little bit more open-minded direction um and that's with i think i will give the scripting casting and acting 10 out of 10 flat no questions talk about award-winning or uh or uh, uh, competitive 
performances, every one of those things are competitive. You know what I mean? And once again, I feel like directorial vision is what pigeonholed this movie, and that sucks. Because movies are a conglomeration of so many other people's visions. Like, yeah, this was Scorsese's vision, but I believe that Leo's vision, Robert's vision, also had a lot to do with it because they were able to produce that given what they were told to do, you know what I mean? And so to to not take into the the account the panoply of 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 visions that go into this and to think that is solely it's too ego driven, I think to reach its maximum potential in my opinion. But anyway, that's just my cinema philosophy. You know what I mean? Cuz that's deep philosophy. There's nothing in terms of hard evidence that I've offered in terms of critique in terms in 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 that, you know, that's just my opinions, you know. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying yay or nay that this is a a hard fact on any of that. But yeah, that's just I I I feel very strongly because he has so much of his opinions um given outside of the movies that we get to that I get to also, you know, engage philosophically on these things, you know, because he's very open to that discussion. But yeah. Um were were you, were you familiar with that movie? Is there no, I've only seen like a trailer of it. Yeah, I would I would highly recommend um if you have the time and you're willing to put it in and go in there with the right mind, it's a fucking fantastic movie. It really is. It, um did you ever see There Will Be Blood? Yes, I did. Big There Will Be Blood energy. Just and then There Will Be Blood is another movie that I thought was spectacular. And it's about a very similar thing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's funny. I don't know why Midwest American Arcana is very interesting to me for some reason. Um, but yeah, uh, that's how Arcana, Americana, not Arcana. <laughs> Yo, if they were slinging spells, my G, all right, that would be a whole nother story. But then again, we know Scorsese, he never gonna do that. He don't believe nah, in superhero movies. <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing though. Man, gosh, I would love to see that kind of, that level of our tour uh, 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 directing applied to mid fantasy, even man. Oh man. I think that would be super dope. I really, I really wish I will. I'm sure that someone in the future of his skill level will enter into the genre and put forth stuff like that. Um, because I think that like, you know, James Gunn and your Feige's and those guys are really good at what they do, but you know, not for nothing, Scorsese's dedication to the art does bring something to the table. I just wish that it wasn't so dogmatic that it turned him off to things that are just progress in general, you know? Um, but maybe that it, maybe that's what it is. You can't be dogmatic and open-minded at the same time, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, there is no balance of those extremes. But yeah, that, that's that's my take on Killers of the Flower Moon. Watch it. It's a historical drama. It is very accurate. So there's not a whole lot that I can say and critique about things that happened in history. You know what I mean? Like, that happened, my G. There was no other way for that to be really put out there like that. So um, that's just, that's why I went into the meta philosophy behind his direction. Because, you know, the movie is what it is. But um, yeah. Other than that, I guess we could jump off into some of these here topics, unless you had something that you saw. Um, no, that was it. <clears throat> and so, yeah, there's been a couple of things going on. Um, real quick, I want to give a little update on um, uh, something that we talked about last time, which was 
Ali Velshi, which is the MSNBC commentator who decided to say the quiet part out loud about Palestine. Bro, I, I, I don't know what this tactic that MSNBC is using right now, but after he did that shit, they immediately suspended all of their Muslim anchors. And I was like, all right, that's to be expected. But then, well, I, I, I shouldn't say I don't know what this tactic is. I know exactly what this tactic is. They put him back on the air and gave him another segment to, to do that. And so they realized, I think what they realized is, is like, yo, listen, let all the other networks chase this pro-Israel shit. There is a total bag to be had in this pro-Palestine shit, too. And they decided to go with with allowing him to speak on air about it again. And so, yeah, man, they they they, they pulled him and all the other anchors and then reverse course on that. But my man still got a job, so kudos to him, man. Like, he's out there speaking some real shit. And there's some real history here that needs to be discussed. That needs to be discussed, you know? Like, what I really appreciate from his reporting is that he does not let it start from Israel's perspective. Like, there was contention. There was no war and violence before 1948. There was people who were living in a place next to people who they didn't like. And that is completely normal. But once 1948 rolled around, actual violence started breaking out. And guess what? It didn't start with the Palestinian people. And Hamas did not exist. And so the idea that this starts with Hamas's attack and not with the actual history of Israel brutalizing a people, then putting a fake government called the Palestinian Palestinian Authority in place to 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 control them and placate them only to then you know a little historical context Hamas was promoted by Israel as a countermeasure to the Palestinian Authority actually becoming powerful enough to support Palestinian interests so what ended up happening is is that Palestinian people realized that there wasn't enough pro progress under the Palestinian Authority and started looking for alternatives. And so Israel thought that the only alternative that can be abided by is one that they control. And so they, they actually supported Hamas. So let's, let's be honest. You know, when they did that, it was public in 1994. They publicly talked about how they will only promote governmental structures in Palestine that will degrade the Palestinian state. They said these things. And that's the part that blows my mind is the there's no hiding of this. Like, yeah, there's a propaganda engine, but it takes one step of research to to look at the public statements from the Israeli government to see that they're bullshit. You know, that's the crazy part. Like, you actually got to do some digging. You know, American politicians rarely say anything in public. It's hard to get anything from what they say in public. And so you got to look. Israeli politicians be on the motherfucking horn talking about, like, you know, we would never support an actual stable Gaza city uh, or government. Are you kidding me? Like, whoa. Like... Hello? Like, you do know that you are openly stating to the international community in the UN that that's your stated goal, but then in your obvious public statements to your people, 
that you're not going to do that. Like, so to start these conversations, all of that is to say, to start these conversations at a Hamas attack is disingenuous on the face of it. And so what Ali Belcher is really doing in, is is he he's giving MSNBC the the air that they or the voice that they need to fill that that open gap, which is a genuine historical context, and that's a shame that our mainstream media has such a glaring gap in it. Like the 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 idea that you know you have you know CNBC and CNN and all that are just leaving that lane completely open is crazy when all of their jobs have that as a subcurrent. Like, all of their jobs sh should be, to some degree, be the actual reporting of what's going on and the history of what's going on and the context of what's going on, but no. And so, you know, shout out to Ali. You know what I mean? I want to give a little update on his his place because, I, you know, I know last time we spoke about him, I wasn't sure if the man had a job, but... Clearly, they 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 suspended him. Waited to see the numbers, and when they saw the numbers were positive, it was like yo 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 yo. Can do that again for us? You can do that again. All right, go for it, go for it, go for it. You know what I mean? I don't know about his um coworkers. I don't know if they invited all of his coworkers back because there were several um anchors that were suspended. But um, hey man, you know you, you gotta hate the propaganda engine because of what it does but when it's used to actually spread truth you know it is what it is you know so so shout out to them for that um moving on from that uh dude did you ever did you take any time out to check out the um recent uh pr pushes from microsoft blizzard after the acquisition i have not bro so they had two two uh, releases that came out back to back. First was the, I guess, I I think this is probably the first time this has ever been done, but an acquisition trailer, where Microsoft Blizzard produced a CG trailer welcoming the uh, Activision Blizzard characters to the Microsoft community, which it just felt real skeevy and weird. But then they also had the um, Diablo 4 season preview that was supposed to release. And boy, if if that long, if that acquisition trailer was a trip, that uh, season trailer was a faceplant, bro. Dude, it was so bad that they they were trying to show off like graphical upgrades that were supposed to to uh, come out with the season. But when they did the old versus new side by side they were switched <laughs> and then worse off was that they were identical they looked identical like you couldn't even tell the difference and then uh they did another thing where they were trying to show like um the frame rate upgrades but when they actually presented them in the trailer the frame rates were exactly the same it's like that's not an upgrade why are you just showing us two images of the same shit over and over bro like what's wrong with y'all and then the real icing on the cake was like they they were trying to advertise the experience gain upgrades that were supposed to happen 
but none of the math that they presented was right and even more so if you did the math that they showed on screen it resulted in less xp than you would have oh uh, yeah bro it was like y'all didn't even check the math that we you had put on new screen interns work on this whole i mean is that surprising to you that this shit was announced like last week and this shit is already out like clearly bro. them niggas rushed that shit it was bad and it was like i you know i get it was rushed but i mean all the, there was no proofing that went into this whatsoever because i mean somebody would have mentioned that like if you asked me to watch it or anyone to watch it it was pretty and then the, the one the first one that they showed that was flipped was so egregiously obvious but then they showed you like the same thing back to back in the next clip and it was just like all right, are y'all gaslighting me? And then they showed you bad math, and it was just like, because at that point, you've seen two things fucked up. You're kind of attentive. You're kind of paying attention, like, is this real? And so you're extra, and then the math is so far off. It's like, what the fuck is going on here right now? Which they've taken it down since. They, they, they were like, yeah, 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 guys, no. <laughs> but how the fuck does that even get posted, man? At least the, the acquisition trailer was well-produced. It was just completely tone deaf and nobody gave a shit. Like, like genuinely, nobody is interested to see what Microsoft is doing with most of these properties. And like, there's like a few properties that um, Microsoft now has um, ownership of that it will be interesting to see what they do with. Like, um, I, don't, I don't know if you remember Mortismal Gaming. Mm -hmm. um, he actually made a prediction a while back about like uh, a sequel to Arcanum which is actually a really interesting game. Really great ideas, just poorly executed. And he made a joke that, like, the only way it would ever receive a sequel is if Microsoft Blizzard purchased them. And then a few weeks later, the acquisition was announced. And now it's happening. So, you know, he points out a couple of really interesting titles. Um, the only one of which I thought was, was particularly relevant to me, which was Ar Arcanum, that are possible now. But those things weren't even included. In the trailer, like, some of the most fruitful properties they have were not included whatsoever it was purely like big name flashy stuff to to try to bring people to but the people who are patronizing those are not particularly excited about microsoft owning them you know microsoft doesn't have the greatest reputation you know what i mean like they have a good reputation for the things that they've maintained but i don't know if they have a good enough reputation to think that they're about to be a savior of these properties but we'll see what comes of that. But boy, oh boy, man. They did not have a good week in PR. Their week in PR was not great, to say the least. But yeah, that shit was hilarious. And boy, you know, video game community loves to skewer people doing dumb shit like that. So that was, that was a fun one to watch. Yeah, but then you run into the problem of no press is bad press, you feel me? Yeah, because it's all based off clicks, and, and so we all... Still, you're still advertising clicks. it, you know what I mean? Mission's still accomplished. I now ah, know that there is a merger. There's no way! I definitely didn't see none of the videos about the merger. You feel me? All I heard was information, but you just provided me a ton more. So yep. it is working. It's just not optimal or preferable. It's not preferable. I mean, it could be optimal for what they're doing. Definitely it's definitely preferable to us, you know, as consumers. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I just wish that, like, it was so funny because of, of like, how tone deaf it was. It was like, come on, guys. Like, that's that would have been a good opportunity to actually get people on board with what's going on where they weren't before. But on, instead, yeah, all I they feel did like, was feed I feel like this is it. one of those things where, like, 
casual gamers, it doesn't really affect you if no. you're not really yeah. keeping up with the with with the um with the corporations yeah. and shit. It really just that won't matter until they actually put out a game and if it's good or not. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that that stuff is really more so to signal to like their their fucking investors and all of the shit. Like, hey, we have new IPs that we can fuck around with now, type shit. You know, it's it's that's just that shit ain't for the fucking fans. We don't give a shit no, about none of that. Yeah, we don't give oh, a shit but about you know what? That. That's that is a once again get into the heart of shit. It's not for the fans. No, it's for the investors. You're absolutely right. That shit probably hit with the investors. Because they saw a bunch of shit they recognized, and it's all that fucking mattered to them. Hey, so, look yeah, at all the new non-monetizable IPs we just acquired. And See, man, that's, that's why I be fishing for your for your for, for your opinions. Because honestly, that that's the part that I'm missing right there. It's like, yeah, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are are missing. I don't think I'm unique in that. I overlook like, oh, this is for the fucking investors. Damn it. Yeah, of course. That's. It it makes perfect sense in that. I mean, life. I only think so that because as someone who's played games from both Microsoft or Blizzard, none of that shit means a goddamn thing to me. You feel me? And at this point, at this point, people, I don't think that people are are crossing over to Microsoft for Blizzard. Yeah. If you like Microsoft, then you're good. But no one's coming to or Microsoft for even, Blizzard. Even even it's probably even one of those things where you might like specific games from one mm-hmm. of those companies, but you don't like the company itself. Yep. And so people, I think that it's a very worthwhile goal for Microsoft to to do this well, because I think that the community is just waiting to see. Oh, yeah. They They're not going to see no movement they have a until lot they show of, something for real. Yeah, they the have community. a lot of very valuable IPs that Blizzard mm-hmm. has been shitting the bed with for like a decade. So there's plenty of opportunity to literally take over But the community gaming. is so sour right now that they will not make any movement until Microsoft shows the good work. Yeah, you got to you gotta put out a bagger, man. You definitely have to convince the, the majority of gamers. Casual gamers are whatever, but I feel like gamers who actually value their money and their time, you're going to have to convince them to buy something from you, oh, especially yeah. Blizzard with what happened with Overwatch 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. If they if they if they pull like a Outer Wilds on rebounding or a, like a Cyberpunk uh, twenty seventy seven and rebound yeah. Overwatch two into a real game, yes, fucking a man, that's money on money on money. Yep. Gamers forget super easy. Look at um No Man's Sky, right? That shit went through a firestorm of negative publicity when it first came out. They eventually fixed it and oh yeah, I think within the like six gamer, months or something that that all that negative dis, uh, neg- negativity disappeared. The average gamer isn't upset that they got done wrong. It's that they can't get it done right. Yep. <laughs> they don't care if you fucked it up. They expect you to fuck it up. But you you not getting it right is where you lose them. Nobody was mad that they did what they did with Overwatch on launch. What they were pissed off is, is that Blizzard never recuperated. They never did what they said they were going to do. Um, and, and it that's makes it like... Were- Ten times worse if someone produces a similar property to yours and does it well. Yep, yep. Because that means that all. I mean, because if someone did it, that means that all of the tools were there. Yep. Especially when you're a Blizzard, mm-hmm. you, it, ain't nobody have tools you didn't have. It makes it seem like you fucked it up on purpose. Yeah, that, that's what I be trying to get at sometimes when some of this shit fails, and I'm like, Nah, B, I don't want to accept failure from you because you had every yeah, tool at your expense. Had all the resources. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that that that's that's uh gonna be one that I'm interested to see uh if they can actually get the Blizzard fans on board because all they're waiting for is a good game. The Blizzard fans do not hate 
the the concept of buying Blizzard games so much that they wouldn't go back. They'll go back, but you need to make something for them. Feel but me? Yeah. I would have gone back to 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 Diablo. Are I mean, you fucking kidding me? But, I'm mad that he didn't. I was begging for but, him to give me a fucking reason to play that game. But Baldur's Gate was like, hey, bro, chill on that. Chill on bro, that. Bro, oh, chill thank on. God. Thank goodness. Because let me tell you, I was looking. I was like, please, please just say sorry so that I could not feel like a complete shitbag playing your game. And they were like, nope. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. I'm not going to wait for it. But maybe Microsoft, you know, ah, shit. But, you know, they got like another, what, eight months of Bobby Kotick? Low. And you yeah, know that, there ain't nobody. No, I thought he was leaving at the beginning of next year, right? I thought he was it's leaving. during next one? year. Oh, okay. During next year. Yes. Next year is his last year. Um, I definitely know he's going to be there for at least four more months. At least that's what they said um, on the pod I was listening to. But uh, he will be there for several more months. Um, and his um, golden parachute is $450 million. That's pretty sweet. Fucking pretty sweet. Pretty sweet, nigga! Yo, don't give me $450 million, nigga. I'm buying the block. <laughs> I'm buying a fucking block, bro. Like, <laughs> goddamn, bro. This nigga got 450 million for shitting all over people's lives. Bro. It would be different if I thought, like, I just don't know what he brought to the fucking table. I really don't. Like, even Steve Jobs, even though he wasn't, like, a developer and, or an engineer, he brought something. His leadership was felt. By everyone who was under it. Those who liked him and didn't like him. I just don't know what the fuck Bobby brought to the table, dog. Am I the only one who does, who's who's like, how is this nigga getting almost half a billy? Bro, I, I told you. You're looking at it wrong. You feel I me? I always, always. You can, you can be good at your job or you can be good at the business of your job. You yeah. don't need to be good at both. You feel me? You only need to know how to like like being a politician. You need to know how to get elected and stay elected. You don't need to know how to do anything else. Yeah, you don't have to know how to govern. You feel you me? Have None have of that shit is optional. Solving. You don't have to if, have communication. If skills. they cannot get you out of your office. And if they cannot beat you in an election, none of that, sh- none of the shit they say will ever matter. You feel and me? You know, I think that that's the difference between a real politician and the kind of people that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just their priority in those skills. If they prioritize what you're saying, like the business of being elected, the business of of talking, campaigning to and shit, yeah. business of, of like just being a talking head on TV. Always, they're a bad politician. But if I mean, I'm sorry, they're not a bad politician. They're an ineffective politician. But if they're pr- primarily trying to get, you know, try uh, putting forth their communication skills, putting forth policy, putting forth the plans they have for governance, and then they have those other skills of campaigning on them, that's the kind of politicians that, if we're ever going to have effective governance in a republic, those are going to be the kind of politicians we need. Because, I mean, you could just look throughout the... the the How many people are in the, the Senate and House? Like 500? 500 and some change people? And of them, I would say like 10% of them are doing exactly what you're talking about, which is mastering the business of getting like, and they are managing to subvert the entire fucking government. Because then you have probably because 40% ultimately of morality and ethics hold that shit together. There, there, there's a social contract between people. Like, hey, the words that I'm saying, they're one to one with the meaning. Yep. 
But a lot of politicians nowadays, they just say things because they know the right things to say. There is absolutely no substance behind any of that. But because they're saying the correct things, those mm-hmm. things, they, they achieve them. They achieve everything they're trying to accomplish. And the things because that they're saying do it. are manipulations that are created in social media. Yep. That's why the word woke no longer has a uh, colloquial meaning. That's why all those words have, have no, no colloquial no meaning. No if if any time you properly identify a problem with the system, the system will recognize it and neutralize that problem. And they you found that the, it's the same thing that is through with language. Political correctness from back when, when mm-hmm. in the 2003s. Because you could no longer harass people at work, they were like, oh, you're too politically correct. Yep. I can't slap your ass at work because you're too sensitive. No, it's because I expect you to treat me like a human being, dickhead. Case in point, the Killers of the Flower Moon, I tried to engage in some of the online discussion, and all... So there was people who were giving genuine critique, or or positive critique that was genuine, but I was looking for more, you know, critical critique, if that makes any sense. If that, That's a very redundant term, critical critique, but... I was looking for a more negative critique of it to see what people might not have liked about it, and literally, people were calling the movie woke because the Native Americans actually had some minor agency. And I mean, when I talk about minor agency, they were the fucking victims. They were dying in mass by being poisoned, proven by the federal fucking government. This isn't just people complaining and, and, and projecting. The federal fucking government determined that these people were poisoning the indigenous inhabitants of this land to take their oil money. And they're like, that's so fucking woke. And I'm like, all right, you niggas are crazy. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. yeah. You just got to look it's at lost all meaning. You have to look at that for what it is, right? Anyone who uses woke in that way it's is just an asshole who does not want to have any negative repercussions for being an asshole. That's simply all it is. Because bro. all it is is you're like, hey, treat other human beings with compassion. Yo, this nigga woke as fuck, bro. Woke as fuck. That's it, when I it's, know. It's basically just people telling you, hey, I want the right to be an asshole without anyone telling me that I, without anyone bringing it up to me in a negative and see, context. And, and this is why I differ. That's them. what anti-wokeism is. Yeah, I support their, I totally support their right to be an asshole. But I also support everyone else's right to shun them, cajole them, ridicule them, and depending on how much of an asshole you're being, assault the shit out of you if you're going to fucking do certain things in public. Because do, should you have the right to go and physically accost people in public no so if you do that in this in the in the uh, uh pursuit of your anti-wokeness i definitely support retaliation i'm sorry i cannot take this whole i really despise this whole turn the other cheek idea oh yeah now fuck that because in this country and in this western world you got but so many cheeks and they will slap you every fucking time. Fuck all of that, man. Every time. Fuck all of that. Basic psychology. You teach people how to treat you. Yes. If someone yes. slaps you in the face Boundaries. once and you don't do anything, you've taught that person that it is okay to slap you in the face. That's what turning the other cheek the is. Modern psychology is called set up your boundaries. You feel me? That's, set your fucking boundaries. That's what, that, that's what turning the other cheek is. It's letting. It's giving people free reign to abuse you. Yes. I don't know about y'all. But I don't fuck Never with that once. shit. Not one bit. Not one bit. You feel me? No, sir. The yeah, fuck I so. left. Turned the other cheek. You got me fucked all the way up. <laughs> it's about that. I I thought that their critique on that was was pretty lame. But yeah, that's how I generally encounter those those uh those arguments and 
So hopefully the you know we won't get get too much of that critique moving forward. But um, moving on from that, man, we'll wrap up on this one because this one uh, we gotta send DJ Envy to the clown corner for this one. We gotta send him on there because let me yeah. tell you. I have, oh, one of the worst things, and, and, and I guess there's a lot of terrible things that I will retain energy to fucking hate on, and that is people who abuse community building. And this man, DJ Envy, utilized his platform, took advantage of the public goodwill, all to fucking reverse hustle all the way backwards and take his legitimate money to put into a scam. Lord. Like, what a fuck? This nigga's the opposite of Nipsey Hussle. This nigga Nipsey led that street life and turned it into some real positive shit buying the block. This nigga Envy did the legit shit to get into a scam <laughs> to sell the block to white people. Nigga, I'm done. Yo. I'm done. Yo, Ban these waffle color Negroes from being in the communities, bro. This shit is sick, bro. I'm sorry. That's just a joke, by the way. I don't mean that seriously. You can't ban waffle color Negroes. That's they are so part big. of the community, too. But, yo, the DJ envies of the world. Because, you know, it was another waffle color Negro that put that nigga on blast. Because Joe Budden <laughs> called him out publicly on multiple yeah, platforms for being a scammer, yeah, he bro. he did. But and, and also Envy called out himself as a Envy you. was promoting that shit to everybody on his legitimate channels with a transparently you, sounding you like a scam. Didn't have quite the complexion for protection. Nah, didn't. not quite nah. the complexion. Few He's shades a light too Negro, dark, bro. But you're not white enough to do yeah. white collar crime. See? See, the white collar doesn't come from the color of the shirt. It's the color inside the collar. <laughs> That's they, what people They got DJ up. Envy with the whole one drop. He thought he was good. But one drop was one all it took. But tell you about the one drop. <laughs> Yo, by the way, as a complete aside, bro, I saw a fucking preview for the the new upcoming Bob Marley movie, and I believe it's Skip Marley who's playing him. Oh, that's cool. I didn't and know I'm they were doing I, that. I'm, I'm very excited. Because there, there's, two, there's two mortal men. There, a few more, but two in particular that... Or there's, I'll, I'll even say three um, that I hold in particular regard, whose birthdays I like to celebrate. That's Malcolm, that's Martin, and that's Bob. I was raised on the type of man. If you ever question where my personal morality is developed from, you can get a huge, huge inkling as to where I'm coming from if you understand how Bob dealt with the world. My dedication to doing what is most universally accepted as right comes from that man. Bob had his own personal motivations for sure. Don't ever get it twisted. He was a man. The man had enough wives. Clearly the man <laughs> knew about his own motivations. But when it came down to community, when it came down to the expenditures of his money, Bob was the richest poor man in the world because Bob constantly fed the community, constantly sent money to people who needed it more than him, all while being able to provide for his family in a way where his children never knew a hunger for a day at them lives. His grandchildren never knew, his great-grandchildren, his nieces, nephews, all of his wives. He provided for every single person who was in his vicinity. And that's that's the riches that I aspire to. I, I aspire to have a billion dollars to give a billion dollars. 
I have no interest in possessing a billion dollars in my pocket. I have extreme interest in making a billion to put it in the right places, to give it, to bring it to the people type of thing. So, you know, when I saw that, sorry, I really enjoyed watching because I've seen, I've consumed so much of videos of Bob. You know, I wasn't alive when Bob was alive. So I got to see him so much in video and watching Skip play him. Boy, oh boy, man. He's the, he did it good. He got the cadence down and everything. Because <laughs> you know Bob has a very unique cadence to his talking. Yeah. Very deliberate and methodical. It, it, very much like how I was referencing the Native American. So when I, when I say that Native Americans speak very methodically, it is a complete uh, 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 exaltation. Because one of my favorite people in the world speaks very much that way. You know what I mean? And so, um, sorry. Uh, and and not for nothing, Bob was a waffle color Negro. He was mixed race. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I say you can't ban all the waffle color Negroes. That's a joke. But to man envy, man envy. How you set yourself up like that? Yeah. Yo, the reverse hustle is the worst, bro. That's the worst. Hustling all the way backwards has got to be the worst thing that you can do to the African American community because. There are so many cultural values that they need to to overcome to get to that successful place. That to watch him do that and then and 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 then sell it to the community, boy yeah. oh boy. Like like I'm I'm halfway believing that he's stupid at this point because the way he was just so freely promoting it like it was actually legit, it's just like it's a little mind blowing, bro. <laughs> No, but that's what I'm saying, bro. I, it's I a think, little mind blowing. I it's like they might have actually got this nigga, and he didn't know he was actually scared. No, I, I, either that, or I believe that he fed into the delusion. He I thought think he was so, getting yeah. white. I think he. I think. I he think they got he was that on nigga. Par with white people. He was drinking the Kool Aid. Because super don't tough. get it twisted. Envy, rich, rich. Mm -hmm. Envy is rich, rich. You know what I mean? Like, like beyond like Migos and and car like. You know the typical hood icons where people talk about rich, rich. Like <laughs> he is Dr. Dre rich. You know what I mean? Like he's getting close to Dr. Dre rich, and that's on the Billy scale. So understand that when this man does this, he's hustling all the way backwards. And when you get that much money, you might actually start thinking that you're white enough to get away with it, <laughs> and you're just not. You'll never be. Black people in this country need to understand, and we're going to wrap up on this point. Black people need to understand, in this country, you are allowed to have money. Because white people are using you as a store to take it away from you. Because look at OJ. He had all that money until they decided they wanted it back. Like, black people's wealth is the most precarious thing in the fucking world when it comes to this country. I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> it, but But... Black people's wealth in this country is exceedingly precarious. It is very precarious. And if you think at all that the money that you have in the banks is yours, that you have in property is yours, then you don't seem to understand the way that the government will perform civil asset forfeitures and, 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 and create scenarios to take your wealth away from you. So with all that being said, you know, Envy needs to recognize that he's got a, there's an upper limit to the malfeasance that they will tolerate from him. And they will give, what is it that you always say? They love giving you the rope to hang yourself? <laughs> yeah, they do. 
He used his platform. Yeah. They gave him this platform and all this wealth, and he used it to hang himself. Because what's even no one funnier? forced him into this. He had the money already. Like, why are you doing this, nigga? That, that famous fucking Donald Rollins meme where he's laughing... He was actually clowning DJ Envy yep. and Fat Joe about the fucking yep. scam. Yep. <laughs> too good. It's too good. I was like, yo, so it's been this transparently bad for that long and he still got you. God damn. And so, yeah, that's, you know, we had to put Envy in the clown corner for that one. You know, I hope that, I hope that seeing as to how Breakfast Club got raided because of his dumb ass. Yeah. I, I hope that uh that 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 Charlemagne gave that nigga donkey today because he <laughs> sure as hell deserved it for this one. Getting your he getting your, your legit job rated for your scam is chef's kiss stupidity. Chef's kiss level of stupidity. But alrighty guys, I hope you guys did enjoy this show. We're gonna wrap up on that. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on uh, anchor.fm and on patreon.com. You could also find us on the social medias on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at home Heron. You could also find us on uh, Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And also remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.